Hi, this is uh, Mordechai Becher, and I'd like to discuss one of my favorite subjects today, free will. And I'm basing this discussion on a, a couple of verses in Genesis, uh, in a very, very interesting section. I'm not going to go through the whole section, but I want to tell you the pertinent uh, verses. Uh, it is in Genesis uh, chapter 37. Chapter 37, we are told about Joseph and his brothers and the various, and the problems between Joseph and his brothers. He tells them the dreams, they're jealous of him, they hate him. I don't think it's just petty jealousy. I think, frankly, they believed that he was a danger to the future of the Jewish people. They saw him as arrogant, and they saw him as advocating a monarchy. And a monarchy is not necessarily the ideal. Uh, all monarchs in previous times that they'd encountered were all... Uh, vicious totalitarian dictators who were uh, really not very good and not very spiritual uh, in addition to which they felt that although their father had thought that Joseph uh, would be an ideal person as let's say the high priest the spiritual leader but from the dreams of Joseph uh, the brothers felt that the dreams indicated a desire to rule as a political leader and as a monarch the dreams did not seem to indicate uh, that he was going to be a priest of some sort. And so therefore, uh, Joseph goes out to see his brothers at the command of his father. He goes out there in a place called Shem. They leave Shem, they go to a place called Dotan, and uh, it's in the Samaria region of Israel. And they see him from far away, and, uh, and as it says in verse uh, 19, it says, he, uh, sorry, uh, 20, it says, here is the um, dreamer, uh, let's kill him and throw him in a pit. And then we'll claim that a, evil, that a wild beast ate him. And let's see what happens to his dreams. So anyway, verse 21, Reuven, Reuven, right, Reuven heard and he saved Joseph from their hands. And he says, don't kill him. Reuven said, don't spill innocent blood. Don't spill blood. Throw him rather into this pit in the desert. But don't put your hand against him. And he said this, and the Torah continues, Bible continues, in order to save him from their hands and to return him to his father. So Ruvain, the Bible testifies, had positive, um, had very positive intention here. He wanted to return Joseph to his father. Not only that, but the Bible also testifies that Ruvain actually saved Joseph uh, by telling his brothers, don't kill him, but throw him into this pit. The question, which is fairly uh, universally asked, is that you know if you look at the description of the pit in verse 24, it's described as a pit that was empty. There was no water in it. Now, when you translate that the pit was empty, no water was in it, you look at that and you'll say, isn't that a little bit of a tautology? I mean, if it's empty, of course there's no water in it. And so the uh, sages tell us that, uh, well, the pit was empty of water. But it wasn't completely devoid of anything. There were snakes and scorpions in it. And having been in Dotan, uh, when I did basic training in the Israeli army, was actually in Dotan, I can attest to the fact that in pits in Dotan, you're going to find snakes and scorpions. And so what happens is, Reuven says, don't, he says to his brothers, don't kill Joseph, throw him in the pit with snakes and scorpions. I ask you out there, folks, would anyone here like to be saved by Reuven? I mean, give me a break. Right? He says, don't kill him quickly. Chuck him in the pit with snakes and scorpions. Let him die of exposure, dehydration, scorpion sting, snake bite, contusions, abrasions, you name it. 
I mean, uh, for me, uh, it doesn't sound like Reuven's saving Joseph. He's, he's taking him out of the hands of his brothers and he's putting him into the hands, well, of course, they don't have hands, but the snakes and scorpions. So how exactly is Reuven saving Joseph? How are we to understand this? Our sages tell us in the Zohar, which is one of the great mystical commentaries on the Torah, and this is also the opinion of Reb Chaim Ibn Attar, who wrote a book called Or HaChaim, his commentary on the Torah, they say the following. They say, you know, uh, Ruvain's intent was to save him from the hands of free will agents, i.e. his brothers. Because he says, being under the control of people with free will is far, far worse than being in danger of snakes and scorpions. Because, they say, that a person always should pray that indeed he not fall into the hands of his enemies because the divine decree may not intervene in human free will. God created the world so that we have free will, which means he is reluctant to intervene in human free will. Which mean, But he will intervene in snakes and scorpions because they don't have free will. So what Reuven was arguing was the following. If you kill Joseph, even if you succeed in killing him, it will not be evidence that he is not innocent. Because even if he is innocent, God may allow human free will to prevail and allow you to kill him. However, if he survives, so to speak, the snakes and scorpions, it's enough for him to be innocent to survive that. To be saved from human free will requires tremendous, tremendous merit. To put it in the words of the Zohar, God saving someone from human free will is what we call nice, nidla, and open, obvious miracle. For God to save someone from snakes and scorpions is a miracle, but it's a hidden miracle. It's not nearly as great and does not nearly require as much merit. And so Reuven indeed saved Joseph because Reuven understood the power of human free will. He understood that if the brothers would try to kill Joseph, they might succeed even if Joseph was innocent. And this is quite an astounding uh, view and actually hotly disputed. There are other Jewish sages who argue with this and maintain that not a hair on anyone's head will be harmed unless God has decreed it. That's the opinion of the Sefer Achimuch, who actually says that's the logic behind the prohibition against taking revenge. He says, why are you taking revenge against this person? It had God not decreed that you be hurt, he would not have been able to hurt you. So really, you should be looking into yourself and saying, what sin have I done that caused me to deserve this, as opposed to looking at the other person and saying, I'm going to get back at him. Is there any way to resolve these two views? Well, Rav Dessler says, yes, there is. Rabbi Dessler has a resolution. And it's, 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 it's simple, uh, but, but profound. He says this, God's decree may be that A be under the free will of B. Now that God has decreed that A be under the free will of B, it is now B's, within B's power to determine the fate of A. So if God has decreed that, that, that one person is now under the free will control of your free will, you, in a sense, hold his fate in your hands. It's not completely arbitrary because God decreed that he will be in the power of your free will. However, the power of your free will is that which is going to decide uh, something even as major as, as life and death, as it was in the case of Joseph. And hence... Uh, there is, according to Desla, it is not an extreme argument. There is, in fact, agreement here, and we say human free will has tremendous power, uh, and that power is granted to it by God's 
uh, decree. And that is how we understand the verse that tells us that Ruvain saved Joseph. Thank you very much.